Man, I hope this works. I hope it works. I hope you guys can hear me. I hope there's a show. Yay. Show, 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 show. Can anybody hear me talking? Yes? No? Waffles? Yay. All right. I sent right another. Uh... Oh, hey, this is oh, the Other Ground Live, the live call-in podcast show where you guys can call in and call me an idiot because apparently I can't run this shit right. Yeah. Uh, regardless, got, Ryan will be here in a, in a little while. Where I imagine he'll call me an idiot as well. Yeah, so it is duly deserved. I don't know why that didn't work. To be honest with you, it showed that my microphone was working the entire time. I had an issue with my uh, headphones being in the wrong uh, output for a moment, but that's why I couldn't hear you guys at first. Okay, I won't lie. Uh, the headphones weren't in the wrong output output they were unplugged which is technically the wrong output right <laughs> so so i fixed that problem and i could hear you guys just fine but for some reason or another even though my computer showed the microphone working uh it, it didn't work for the podcast for some reason but that's okay we're here now uh we're gonna have a good time and uh i'm just waiting for uh hold on for Ryan to realize that I sent him a another Ryan gets on differently than you guys do. I sent him an email, which gives him a link to the show. So when he clicks on a link, he can jump right into the show without me approving the phone call. So uh, he's special. Um, I have sent him the new link. I do not know why he's back. Uh, apparently he's uh, uh, still having issues or something. So I'm going to send him a message on our super secret messenger that you guys don't know anything about saying something to the, uh, notion of uh, hey asshole check your emails new link in your email asshole uh, i did put a uh, comment in there because uh, i don't think he has an email asshole actually so and and everyone knows pronunciation and punctuation is important all right yeah where is he oh there he is he just entered the live studio, so we should be getting going in just a second here. So, um, apparently he was telling stories. Um, yeah, a little bit. She's got some bronchitis or possibly the corona. Uh, we don't know since we're not going to go anywhere near a doctor's. Is it that loud? You can catch it that, that, that bad, huh? I know. She's been sick for a while. I feel bad for her. That says he's here. Oh, I'm he here. Yay! Oh, oh, you're just just giving me a dose of my own medicine. Is that what it was? I am. I wanted to see how long you could monologue. Oh, I don't know. Probably about an hour. Although it'd be pretty goddamn boring. <laughs> uh, so, what did I miss? What, what was your stories about? Everyone on, on the chat feed, everyone was going nuts. It was like the second coming of Christ. So they must have been goddamn good stories. I, you know, I made the disclaimer at the end that all of that did not just happen because I will reuse these stories at some other point. Okay, well, you're go go ahead and use those stories right now because I'm going to go drop the new link everywhere since the old one doesn't work anymore. Well, you, you go do that, and when you okay. get back, let's go ahead and re-roll the the intro and actually get this thing started so it doesn't sound you know as quite a big of a train wreck as this was. Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and do that now rather than have everybody wait? So, well, all right, all right, we're going to go ahead and do that. Let me let me get that spot. Oh, you know what? I think that's where that echo came from the other day. You hear that as soon as you start messing with it. Anyways, here we go. Yeah, because you just kept talking. Now, okay, we're going to start right here. You just stop talking now. Ladies and gentlemen, 
get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. Good afternoon. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. Fuck everyone. Well, there you go. Thank you. And this is the Other Ground Live, the live call-in podcast where you guys call and call me names. Anyways, what are you guys doing today? Uh, how is the normal culprits in the chat box today? You guys doing? Yep, yep. Okay, I know. You guys all want our normal call-in people. So we'll hopefully we'll have our some special guests showing up today. Maybe random guests, which is one of the greatest things about this podcast is we could have anybody show up it could be a famous person you know it could be a criminal it could be a famous criminal anybody could call in it could be a dancing marine it, it could wasn't. be a transsexual from texas we just don't know yeah exactly <laughs> it is kind of weird how that works out uh and i'm still not sure that wasn't the same person both days I, you know if it was they've got some range <laughs> all right now what do you guys want to talk about so I, I think there were th- some things out there, and this I I will not I will not say that this is take two, but for take two, I think we have a few things saved up. Uh, so here's a good one for you, and I think you may be able to give us some good stories about the latter half of this of this question. Um, but what was either the first, most successful, or worst thread that you've ever started on the OG? They're, they're actually pretty much the same thing for me. Um, I made a thread that, uh, was really popular, but I ended up not being too happy about, um, <clears throat> it was the first big threat that I ever did. Um, I have to preface this that I started off on a forum before this on, on a Kevin Smith forum, uh, which I've mentioned before. And I, I got a lot of good friends out of that. Uh, eventually that uh, forum closed down and, uh, a couple of people there made an emergency for him. So I went and hung out in that one for a while. And while that was happening, I started uh, uh, dating uh, socially using uh, apps, mostly OkCupid. And on that forum, uh, I often talked about it and, you know, and they started get, trying to give me dating advice. Um, it was mo- it was a different crowd than the OG. It was a lot of uh, um, a mix of uh, people that like dick and fart jokes and feminists because uh which is a, a weird mix, I must admit, but because Kevin Smith wrote both kinds of movies, you know, like Chasing Amy or Jersey Girl and stuff like that, uh, you know, attracted more of the feminist types, while you know, Clerks or J- Jay and Silent Bob was mostly dick and fart jokes. Um, but so I started posting, you know, pictures of the uh, chicks that I was uh, dating with to to give a better descriptive example. Like, oh, I dated her. She said I was nice, but uh, you know, t- uh, when I asked her if she wanted to go out again, you know, uh, she said I gave her more of a friend vibe. That was a fairly popular, you know, uh, thread. I never thought anything of it. So eventually, I got tired of those people. Uh, I thought they had a bad attitude, and they kind of had their, you know, uh, noses in the air, kind of. Uh, whatever that's not the point but i ended up moving on to the og and after a while in the og once i got comfortable there i decided to do the same thread so that's what i did you know i was like hey hey you know here's a white post i think i called it uh, my my adventures on okcupid or something like that and uh i wasn't i was still pretty new to the og uh so i i should have known better i should have known obviously which way this thread was going to go um, so, but, so instead of people going, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. You know, you'll find the next one. Or maybe if you would have said this, that, 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 you know, they said, holy, you know, it was all about the pictures of the chicks I was posting, you know, and them rank, you know, 
you know, ragging on him for the most part because, you know, I, I only date average looking women for the most part. I, I, I scored way above my average when I uh, married my wife. Um, but that even that's neither here nor there. But it got it got pretty nasty because it's the OG. Uh, that part was made, made it one of my most fav- famous threads. It got really long, you know, and that back when we were voting people up, I got a ton of up, uh, up votes for it. And I got carried away because, you know, I enjoyed the attention because, you know, as we you know, I am an attention whore. Uh, so I st- started posting more pictures and yeah, yeah. Um, but it ended up costing me some friends in a weird kind of way. Because uh, when I posted it, uh, I posted, I believe the name of the thread was uh, uh, Passive J's OK Cupid Adventures or something like that. Um, not too long after the thread had been going for a while and got a lot of steam, uh, I got an opportunity to uh, have the podcast I was doing at the time on Kevin Smith's uh, website. He was doing a series at the time called Pod U, where he featured the podcast of different fans of his. And uh, I was the second episode for that. Almost made the first episode, but they ended up going for a different show called uh, uh, Fat Man and Batman. <laughs> which is a good show actually um but because uh i got that show on kevin smith's website and he promoted it some of the people that used to be on his website uh started doing web searches on me i supposedly to look that to look the thing up well when they did a google search on passive j they found that thread on the og and my uh, feminist friends, you know, <laughs> were not amused in the least bit. Uh, quite a few of them unfriended me from Facebook. Uh, a lot of them uh, unfriended me on Twitter. One of them left me a really scathing reply on my uh, Facebook. And I was like, I don't know why these people, I don't even go there. Cause I posted on Facebook that I don't even know why these people know about this. I, I don't hang out on their forum anymore. Why are they tracking me down and being, <laughs> being mean to me? And someone that's when they pointed out that they'd found me out through a Google search and that, that I'm a horrible person. And, retrospect yeah i kind of in a horrible person you know the, those chicks didn't deserve to have, be made upon of and shit but that wasn't my intention and, you know it's not like i posted pictures that uh weren't public you know they're just pictures from their okay cupid profiles and stuff um but regardless uh, i can see why people want to take it in a bad way and so that's both my best and worst thread i don't even know what to say about that <laughs> that was real too. That, that was a while the ago. Story actually. is nothing is private on the internet, so suck it up, bitches. <laughs> well, and when I, my posts are for the most part nice, but some of the OGs got pretty over the top. Uh, and if anyone had uh, the anyone whose picture I had posted had seen it, I would have been mortified because you know they didn't deserve that. None of them were you know were horrible to me a lot. Well, one of them was, but the <laughs> but that's a different story, actually. I. It, People just have too many goddamn feelings. I think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. Okay, well, so that's the the best thread I ever had. But since we're on that uh, tip, um, talking about dates, uh, what's the worst date you've ever been on? You guys, anybody, uh, anyone, anyone want to call in and tell me about their worst date? Yeah, if anybody wants to call in on that one, those can be fun. Um, I do have the time that I was almost stabbed by a woman's husband. Mm. that was fun okay well, at least i assume it's at least top five for worst dates isn't it hey it really wasn't that bad so i was <laughs> that was right awesome right up to the end <laughs> so this is i was actually working as an underwriter for an insurance company at the time and there was also a woman that worked kind of in the same area and this was kind of like my first introduction to the whole kind of like cougar type thing i was probably 25 26 she was i think 39 maybe just about 40 
still looked great regardless. So things kind of, you know, let off as they would. And I ended up kind of screwing this chick in her Tahoe, which happened to have OnStar. And apparently her husband over time, so we had hung out, you know, a good amount, had figured out that, you know, I, I really don't think she's just late at work this often. Uh, so all of a sudden I see these high beams just flashing into this Tahoe and the guy's <laughs> jumping out. So I'm not a complete idiot. So I'm rushing to get my pants back on and I get out and he's coming at me with the worst looking like knife I've ever seen. Like it wasn't as bad as like a Swiss army, like pocket knife, but it was about that size and he was just <laughs> running at me. So I just start yelling at the guy, what in the fuck are you doing? And then of course he does the normal kind of scorned guy. You're screwing my wife, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I was very honest with him. I'm like, yes, that's what happened. But if you try to stab me, I'm going to kill you. And for some reason he just believed that. Now this guy was about five, six, a buck 50, a buck 55. At the time I was about six, one, two eighty. So I think that helped the situation a little bit. Um, but at that point, yeah, I just went ahead and did leave, went ahead and hopped in my car, went home, uh, found out about three weeks later when she quit that they were getting divorced and it was all my fault. So that was oh no. Well, that's a different debate about how much, uh, the other person in the relationship is to blame when, you know, the, when you know, marriage goes bad or things like that. I've heard both sides of that, but first Listen, I'll tell you if, if mm -hmm. your wife is fucking me. She's in the wrong. Now, if I'm married and you fuck my wife, you're in the wrong. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> okay, okay. The OG logic. <laughs> you're goddamn right. All right. Well, the uh, worst uh, date I've ever been on. Well, there's been. I mean, it depends on how you define it. Uh, I, I actually end up having a fairly good time, but this is a pretty bad date. Uh, this is one of the ones from the OG from the OK Cupid app. Uh, although I'm not sure if I ever told the OG about this story or not. Um. I, you know, hooked up on the, on the, uh, on the app and she asked me if I wanted to go to like a, fe a festival. It was the 4th of July, uh, festival over in Mount Clemens, you know, a whole bunch of bands are playing and they're going to have carnival stuff and all that good stuff. I said, yeah, sure. Um, and for some reason or another, uh, she wanted me to meet near her and then ride with her to the thing. And, and she was going to have a friend come with her. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's, that's I, whatever it makes the, whatever it takes to make her feel safe. So that's what we did. I drove down to near her house, met her in a parking lot, uh, hopped in the car of her and her girlfriend, and we drove off to the um, festival in Mount Clemens. It was going to be awesome. I believe the, it was free too. And the bands were uh, Tesla and Skid Row. Uh, so obviously, yeah. And, and the, by the way, this is like, six seven eight years ago so, so we're clarify, not, so so this festival was it mm -hmm. a testicle festival it was no 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 it was the mount clemens uh stars and stripes festival uh All right, well with, that's where you went wrong well with, but with tesla and skid row so we went back right again right there um, and like i said this is about five or six years ago so we're not getting prime tesla and skid row we're getting like a later year uh tesla and skid row uh, which in some ways is a lot better because there it's a lot there's a lot of entertainment value in that, but I digress. 
Uh, so we ride to the uh, festival, get out, get out of our car, or take a shuttle bus uh, from the parking lot where we parked over to the festival because it's a popular thing. There's lots of people there. I mean, God knows how how, how could you possibly pass up the chance to see Skid Row for free? Um, it'd be un-American not to go. Uh, so you know, uh, we stop and it's early in the day. So the first thing we do is to go to a couple bars to have a couple drinks. And uh, her friend's clearly uncomfortable. Yeah, so I'm trying to be friendly and, you know, and make her feel not like a third wheel while I'm talking to this other chick and, uh, who seems super duper friendly, you know, like, you know, she's always already grabbing my arm and, you know, want to, you know, want to go arm in arm while we're walking along and all that good stuff. So I'm like, okay, this seems like it's going okay. So I wanted to make sure that they thought I was a nice guy and, you know, and, uh, not think that, and I didn't want her, her friend to think I was a dick or her to think I was a uh, dick to her friend. So I was trying to be nice to her. This ties into the story because uh, about, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half into it, uh, she says she has to run over into the uh, uh, drugstore uh, next door to go get something. And I never see her again for the rest of the entire night. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, did, we, I had a cell phone, I think. Yeah. yeah, this is a while ago. Yeah. So I sent her a couple messages. I didn't hear anything. So I'm just walking around with her friend. I'm like, well, I don't know what happened to her. I go, but I guess we'll just wander around. The, you know, and so, And then I see her. <laughs> with some guy walking by she's like oh hey jay i'm like uh hey she goes hey i'll talk to you later i gotta go <laughs> off she goes and that was the entire night uh we you know i end up we i end up uh, sticking around watching the show because obviously i had no uh choice uh a little bit of advice from your uncle jay next time you go on a blind date uh drive yourself <laughs> I mean, it's not like I had a bad time, but it was very weird and uncomfortable. And her ex- explanation to me when I got back to the car was that I, she, to her, it seemed like I liked her friend better than her. So she figured she'd just leave us alone to give us time to, you know, get to know each other. Um, I have no clue what actually happened. I suspect she met a hot guy in the gross in the drugstore next door and decided that, to upgrade. <laughs> but uh, who knows, really? Uh, so that's one of my worst dates in, in some regards. So that sounds less like a like a worst date and more like one of the saddest dates I've ever heard. <laughs> no, I've had sadder. <laughs> okay, I don't even want to hear that. Um, so in, in other news, branching off that, what is, what's the most embarrassing concert you've ever been to? Hmm. Oh, you mean as to like embarrassed that I went to go see him? Yeah, like you don't want to admit it right now, but you're going to. Um, hmm. That's that's hard to say because I would you know most of the concerts I went to were awesome. Uh, the first concert I ever went to was Rat, which, which in you know in retrospect I'm slightly embarrassed about because I don't consider them great music. But it's not like you know I it's not like I went to go see Millie Vanilli or something like that. Uh, all of my uh, concert experiences were pretty goddamn awesome. I the the concert I went to that most other people would be embarrassed to admit probably would be uh, Puddle's Pity Party, which I saw a couple of years ago. Uh, just what before you red yellow blue hell is that you don't know what puddles pity party is wow you don't it's like it's like you don't even click on my threads on the og uh puddles pity party is a uh seven foot tall singing clown oh, he he never speaks all he does is sing and uh and he, he has a really deep voice and he does like uh, uh covers of different uh pop uh songs and such he's he's really good and if you don't like clowns he's really creepy because, like I said, he never talks. Uh, his show is very super entertaining, despite the fact that he never speaks. He does. There's a lot of crowd interaction. He brings people on stage a lot and things like that. Uh, and he's he, he is really good. 
Uh, but as I mentioned before, some people are really turned off by the clown shtick. And so they would, they'd be pretty embarrassed to say that they went to a puddles pity party show. Somehow. I think this explains your experience going to an adult theater alone and ending up with another man sitting next to you. (laughs) No puddles is awesome, dude. He's, you know, he was nice enough to take a picture of me after a show. Uh, he, yeah, we're about, he, he said they, they claim he's seven feet tall, but I've got a picture of him. We're almost exactly the same height. I might even be a touch taller than him, although he's got broader shoulders. Um, uh, so yeah, I, uh, um, excuse me, I brought her higher shoulders. Um, so you, you, dude, you should, you know, Google, uh, some of his stuff at some point. Yeah. It's really good. I, you know, I probably not, but okay. Hey, <laughs> Why? Well, what strokes if, for crazy people? Well, uh, let's see. I've been to insane clown posse shows. Some people would be embarrassed about that. I don't consider insane clown posse good music by any means, but some of their stuff's entertaining. Uh, but did you, did you paint your face? No, 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 no. Actually, it, it, the one, what I went to, it wasn't even so much a, uh, a concert as it was a wrestling match. They they threw on their own wrestling show at St. Andrew's Hall, uh, which is the same place that you saw from the uh, M&M movie at 8 Mile, although most of that's not tr- uh, right. Uh, they did, I'm not sure if they recorded any of it in the actual St. Andrew's Hall, but I can tell you for 100% sure that was not the bathroom in St. Andrew's Hall that the Eminem was puking in. I've puked in that bathroom. It's not the right one. That's fictional. So did, you, did you imbibe any of the Fago root beer? Oh no, 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 no! I, no actually, we uh, they uh, we have bought these big uh, tin, big cans of Molson. Uh, they were huge. They looked like you know uh, like an oil can. Um, and and then we watched the insane pound, uh, clown posse wrestle. And one of the most extreme things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, First off, the Insane Clown Posse can really wrestle. I was amazed to find that out. Uh, Shaggy Two Dope, who's like a buck sixty, maybe like five eleven, little skinny guy. I watched him uh, pick up and power bomb a two hundred and fifty pound guy. I watched Shaggy Two. I mean, excuse me. I watched uh, Violent J, who looks like. Um, Paul Bart Mall Cop, I think, would be the best description. <laughs> I watched him uh, climb up on the uh, top uh, rope during a cage match and do it like a back somersault and la- land stomach first on somebody else. Uh, the the matches were incredible. They did a, a thumbtack match, for example, that, where they spread 10,000 thumbtacks all over the uh, bottom, you know, all over the floor of the ring and wrestled on that. And they were real thumbtacks. You could see like the wrestlers, wrestlers walking around and like the bottom of their shoes were like covered from top to bottom and thumbtacks. Uh, they did uh, a uh, barbed wire bat match uh, where the ref got hit with the barbed wire bat and uh, I, he, he dropped like a rock and started bleeding like a stuck pig. And I was watching. He never touched his hand, his, his head with his hands as he was going down. So he didn't have a blood pack or something. He really started bleeding like a stuck pig. It was amazing. I mean, I don't really watch wrestling all that often, but God damn, dude, if I, if I can go to shows like that, I go to them all the goddamn time. It was the best $10 I think I ever spent in my life. It's interesting. I've never been to an insane clown posse concert nor wrestling event. Oh, it was fun. I mean, like I said, it's not my thing normally. Uh, I don't, I'm not really into wrestling and insane clown posse is kind of embarrassing <laughs> that they're from Michigan, but don't get me wrong. I've met both of them several times. They're not bad guys and there, it does take, it has to take some kind of talent to do what they're doing. And some of their songs do make me laugh, but you will never say, have me say, Oh my God, they're so talented. They're great. You know, they're, they're kind of like, you know, a mix of kiss and fucking whatever. Yeah. Well, they but found yeah. their target market. They found yeah, exactly. like, yeah. insecure, like 
little white kids that want to paint their face and kind of go go LARP at a rap show. <laughs> LARP at a rap show. <laughs> I'd love to go to a gathering of the Juggalos. That looks like a good time. I mean, it really does. I mean, it's a kind of a lowbrow time, but I mean, if you go watch like 10 minutes of video about one, one of those and tell me that you wouldn't want to go there. Well, it's like a, it's really the trailer park version of a music festival. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, music, those big music festivals are kind of after my time, so to speak. Um, like the biggest music festival I ever went to was, I think, uh, uh, Clash of the Titans back in 91, I think it was. It was um, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. Um, God, I want to I say Danzig. And they were uh, opening band was this band no one ever heard of called uh, Alice in Chains. Um, and uh, they got booed off the stage and people threw picked up chunks of sod off the ground and threw it at them because they didn't like them at all. Uh, but that was like the biggest kind of show I ever went to. Now they have these like big three, four multi-day festival things where, you know, you just go and camp out and shit. And they just didn't do that kind of shit when I was uh, going to concerts for the most part. What? You don't go to Burning Man? I don't. Well, back in like 90, somewhere between my, my concert days were 1990 to, to 2000 about to about. Yeah, about 2000. I don't think they had a Burning Man back then, did they? I, I have no clue. I don't even know when it is now. Yeah. Uh, do I like Coachella? Uh, I don't know. I've never been to it. I doesn't, it, isn't that like a rotating lineup? It's not the same people all the time. Is it? I'm assuming so. I, I'll defer to the chat on this one again. Yeah. These, these newfangled music festivals. I, yeah, not my, not my thing. <laughs> yeah. And I felt bad for Alice in Chains because, you know, they were, they're obviously, they're a good band and, you know, they were doing the man in a box, uh, uh, album which is obviously an excellent album but it was not the right band to open for bands like slayer uh, megadeth and you know, anthrax and such well along those lines so i actually uh for a while i did security for slipknot and like i th i'm surprised i did not lose my hearing by like the fourth or fifth uh concert with those guys but if you ever listen to slipknot if you ever see the drummer that drummer is a piece of shit of a human being I ended up having to beat the shit out of him before I got fired. Have they always had the same drummer? I don't know. I'm assuming they still have the same drummer. Like, I don't know if they necessarily go through drummers that much. Like, I've Ford met Taylor, that guy. Lead singer, good guy. But the drummer from Slipknot, piece of shit. I thought it was Corey Taylor sounds like a familiar name, but I thought I met the drummer of uh, Slipknot. He he was at the our country club that I work at for some reason or another. I could be wrong, uh, but I thought they said, see, the, the name Corey Taylor sounds familiar. I'm not a big Slipknot fan. I like a couple of their songs, uh, but I could have swore the, uh, the starter told me the guy's name was, uh, told me he was the drummer of Slipknot. Yeah, this would be the drummer around oh, uh, probably 2003. 2003 uh god i don't know this this wasn't that long ago i think about four or five years ago that that jay they, uh, uh oh, welcome caller homelander jay are yes, you sir. saying those other bands are better than alice in chains no 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 i i was saying those other bands i was saying alice in chains was not the appropriate band to open for those for those bands because of those bands audience because um, those bands suck and so they don't have taste in the crowd <laughs> 
Oh, come on. Well, it was, it was, it was, you gotta remember back then, grunge was really, really new. <laughs> it was a really pro metal crowd, like, you know, like thrash metal. Slayer is not like, you know, uh, Motley Crue or something like that. It's way hard stuff compared well, yeah, to like Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains actually had talent. Well, but that's irrelevant to the conversation. The oh, okay. Well, no, I was the, just uh, checking to make sure you weren't bagging on Alice in Chains. No, no, I, I like them quite a bit. They're a good band. But the audience for that show was not the type of audience that was going to like a new band that they'd never heard, heard of that nature. They, they, were they, they, they Detroit shitholers? Yeah, well, that, well, from what I understand, I did some research on it because this is one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. They got treated like shit at pretty much every show they went to. It, 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 they just they just weren't the, they just weren't the, yeah yeah no one had ever heard of them and they weren't like a heavy metal band they were like a, a grunge rock band which is not i thought some dirt came like, out in 92 uh this was Didn't like 91 no i think this was 91 oh. i think um i'd never heard of them and no one no one i that that was there had heard of them hold on we've got another caller and we just make a discussion of it well, let's see all right <laughs> welcome graduate one Hey, hey guys, Homelander, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, all right, how are you doing? I'm a little sick, yeah, but good. you know. Yeah, well, you got the, you don't got the corona, do you? Or just feel like shit? I don't know. Not yeah. sick enough to find out yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's I, that's how we feel about it. No, I kind of agree with Homelander. Allison Chains, obviously. I know what Jay's trying to say, but yeah, they're excellent band. I'm a Faith No More guy, but fuck yeah, Allison Chains is up there for me too. Mm, yeah, that's uh, yeah, they're one of the best of the '90s, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was oh, just, yeah, it was just a case that. of the it was just a case of the, all these were you know like you know uh, hardcore heavy metal people. It was just a bunch of people that have shitty taste in music, is what you're saying. <gasps> that's horrible. There's enough room for everything except for no, country. There's really not. There's there's absolute garbage out there. Yeah, well, yeah, but so, there's room. Oh, where are you from, man? Uh, I'm from all over. Oh, yeah, that narrows it down for you. It does quite a bit. Midwest, actually. Illinois, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky. Cool. Been in Florida. Been in Maryland. Cool. Nice, nice. Not from Canada. I'm just <laughs> more curious. Than they, uh, than well, I so. probably ought to sign off here, Jay, before I turn this into a coughing fest. We already right. had to hear your wife earlier. They don't want to hear me. <laughs> right, well, I appreciate you calling, sir. Uh, call again anytime. Yeah. Don't dog on Allison Chains, dude. I, I promise <laughs> I will. All right, I'm out. Okay. No, I can't. So what's I, going I, on? What's going on, boys? How's the week? How's everybody not, doing? Not too bad. It's the you know, the weather's starting to change here. It's it's still cold in the morning and shit, and starting to warm up in the in the afternoons. We're getting like somewhere between forty five and fifty five, which for Michigan this time of year, I'm perfectly happy with. Uh, how's the nice. weather uh, where you're going? Where you're going? Where you are? <laughs> uh, same, more or less, uh, in Canada here. Yeah, uh, around the mid forties type thing. Rain right rained a little bit yesterday, but yeah. Um, what was it going to say? So, uh, yeah, I heard in Michigan that I guess Michigan is supposed to get a spike in regards to the numbers with the coronavirus in that. Eh? Fuck. Yeah. They keep on saying that, you know, every day, yeah. but you hear that about every place every day. It's like, Oh, big increase here, big increase there. And honestly, I, I try not to pay attention to it because I'm not in control of, you know, the coronavirus. So, so me worrying about it more than I already am is not going to help any. So yeah. I've, I'm, I'm already at the try to tune it out, uh, practice safe, you know, uh, virus stuff and, you know, go on and live my life. I got enough to worry about. Although I hear about, that the, the financial package virus, the, uh, vi the virus package has gone through. <laughs> yeah. Two trillion bucks. Eh? Two, I think two, or what, two trillion or something to that extent. Yeah. 
Yeah, two trillion, uh, trillion and a half go to businesses and unemployment. Roughly five hundred billion go to people. Um, yeah, up to twelve hundred bucks for a person. A little bit more if you have a kid. And if you make more than seventy-five grand, you're getting to the point that you're kind of shit out of luck. Let's uh, talk about because I know a thread was made today in regards to who's able to get that money. Now, is it anybody, including illegals or non-citizens that have a social security number, are going to be getting a check? Do you guys know anything about that? I know somebody uh, posted a poll earlier today on the OG. So, you guys know yeah, what so that. I think the but, official language is it's just folks with social security numbers. Um, so it'd be citizens. And then there are some non, non-citizens that do get social security numbers. And then it will also all be based on one of either your 2019 uh, tax withholdings or your uh, taxes being submitted. And if you haven't submitted for 2019 yet, they're going to go back and look at 2018. Uh, and then that's how they'll figure like who the base of people are. And then that's also the income that's listed on your taxes that they'll use to assess if you get less than the 1200 bucks. Uh, yes. Hey Ryan, is there any way, is there any way you can adjust your volume, make your volume a little higher? And I know it's a little bit better than it was, but still I'm not sure if Jake controls that or is it you or no, sir, I do not here. Try this. Oh, that's perfect. Much, yeah, yeah. That's much go. better. Okay. Yeah. I, I just twisted the little knob on the mixer. Oh, Perfect. look at that! Woohoo! Yeah. See now, uh, does there, and now uh, is is our buddy the graduate about the same level as us now, guys? Or because uh, I can't control that at all. So basically, if the if we're louder than the average caller, we should probably turn it down or or up or whatever. So no, no, no. The, the point I was trying to make was Ryan's always been a kind of lower volume wise compared to you, Jace. So I didn't know whether that was right. Right. I, was, or, yeah, well, I guess I guess. So I guess my question is now that he's the right level for me, am I normally uh, louder or softer or about the same as the callers? Uh, no, you're you're a little louder. I'm not sure, again, how you guys control with the equipment you have. But yeah, I'm going to say just a tiny bit louder. But yeah. Because uh, I can always, well, I can actually just go into the settings and turn my microphone down a little bit, which is, you know, no which is what we're doing this show for. You know, it is a learning process and I'm not going to mess with it right now because I'm scared I'll screw something up. Uh, but after day, today's show, I'll go in and turn it down about like 10% or something like that. Just, just a touch. So uh, I'm curious, any other OG are going to call in or what? What the fuck's going on, boys? Yeah, we're we <clears> supposed <throat> to have a bear sighting tonight. I believe that's going to be tomorrow. Oh, uh, well, son of a bitch. Uh, but that's all right. We have callers. Callers. We, have callers. we got all kinds of callers, guys. Hey. Go ahead, caller. Hey, what's Tenor. up? Tenor. Sitting around the campfire. Just got done with the, uh, the the Dutch oven chili exclusive with my double vodka. I'm hearing you guys. So here I am, brothers. Right on, right on. Right, buddy. So you know it's been where said. Oh, go ahead. What's that? Where are you at, up there? I'm at. Uh, I'm in upstate New York right now. Um, the nice. weather is freaking. It's it's about uh, 45, 50 out. Blue skies outside next to the fire. I wanted to piggyback off of something that Jay and, and I talked about yesterday, which was the the, the zombie novels. And I want to hear what Jay and Arda and you graduate. What what are you guys prepping for? I mean, I'm not a big prepper, but you know, I've got some guns. I've got some ammo. I got some things here and there. So. I'd like to get onto that topic a little bit if we could. Oh, you mean like uh, what we actually have now or like uh, 
or exactly you know, what, what's your, okay what's your setup uh my setup um well i've been on a couple threads with the ammo and what you got i've got um let's see for pistols i've got a couple nines i'm not a huge gun guy but i've got some uh i've got a couple nines i've got a 22 pistol i've got a 38 special and for ammo i've got a 1009 millimeter got about 125 38 special i got about 3022 um and then i got i got a 12-gauge shotgun with about another 125 so any of you guys holding or no well, yeah, I, I, I have a shotgun, uh, Mossberg, I believe, with probably five or six boxes of ammo. Um, and then I have a, um, a box in my, ba- a tote in my basement that I filled up with emergency food, probably about a month's worth. And on top of that, I threw like one of those life straws in there just in case shit hit really, really hits the fan. And that's about it, really. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really think, I, I'll be honest with you, I think if I need more than a month's worth of food, uh, shit's hit the fan to the point where I'm probably fucked anyways. <laughs> I fucking hear you, man. Yeah, I got. I carry a life straw in my truck. You know, I got a, my, my everyday, like, bag that I carry because I'm one of those guys that carries a, uh, a man purse. I've got uh, all sorts of stuff in there, fire starter, all that crap. I'm not a huge prepper, but I'm equipped enough to probably get the fuck out if I need to. Um, I'm sure the situation we're in right now is, is where we need to go anywhere, but it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting study at society and, and who's ready and who's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, it is more my wife's idea to go out and buy food and stuff. Because I, I was of the opinion that if the stores stop at all, we're kind of fucked. But she is, she is right. You know, you never know when there might be a food shortage for a couple weeks or things like that. Yeah, for sure. So other See, than some- Cana- I was going to say, for me as a Canadian, you guys are talking. Uh, we, again, guns are not a big thing here in Canada. So fuck. When I hear all the guns you guys are talking about, kind of blows my mind. <laughs> So, so our dot, other than a couple of dumbbells and some kettlebells and some uh, and some weight, what do you what do you got prepped over there, man? Uh, so generally, so in my basement, I do keep a deep freeze, keep uh, generally between like 30, 40 pounds of meat. Um, past that for food, got some rice, some other shelf stable stuff. Uh, as far as weapons, uh, I still have a Glock 19 that I used to CCW until I moved to New England. That's a pain in the ass here. Um, for home protection, have a Mossberg 500, um, so 12-gauge shotgun there. Got plenty of rounds for anything I would need. Uh, also have a Hoyt compound bow. Um, and what I keep in the car, um, I always have a tourniquet on me. I have kind of just a, a small bag, so it has, like the, uh, has a space blanket in it. Um, the tourniquet has a life straw, uh, multi-tool. Uh, just a decent kind of utility knife, and I think that's about. I think that's about it. Yeah, nice. When you say Glock 19, the only thing that comes to my mind is every time there's a uh, there's a there's a thread on the OG about what gun do you carry or what pistol should I buy. Icy Mike chimes in with "Didn't read Glock 19." <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm really impressed. I was going to say, you guys, you, you guys think it's going to. Uh, come down to the apocalyptic level where you guys are all fucking just uh, getting your guns ready and all that because I don't know. It just, no. I know that threat comes up every so often. but No, yeah, I don't. I'm definitely not prepping for anything like that. So like the things I keep, the things I keep in a car, right, is like 
if I were to get into a car accident, those are the things I might need. As far as the Glock 19, I used to run some security and things like that. So that was more of kind of personal protection just out and about. The Mossberg shotgun, that was for home protection. And then the compound bow, I used to do some some hunting. So that's really about hey, it. Tenor, tenor, I think we're getting feedback from you, buddy. Oh, shit. Uh, no, I don't know. All good. You're good now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, all right, cool. Maybe, maybe um, so, not. No, let me move. Let me move the chair a little bit. So, yeah, graduate. As far as do I think it's some apocalyptic times? By no means do I think it is. But it's one of those situations where you, it's. This is going to sound bad, but it's kind of fucking cool to think about. If it did happen, am I ready? It's you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where you need to think about it a little bit. Um, if you're at all worried about something happening, I'm not worried about anything happening, but I'm not worried about being prepared either. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. No, I'm coughing on people. Um, for me, it just, it's, it's, I have it for the same reason that I have car insurance. I don't think something's going to happen, but if it does, it's probably a good idea to be covered. Exactly. Hey, Tenor, listen, do you got headphones, man? Try to throw some headphones on because I think the feedback's still coming through your, your, from your end. It's not feedback. It's a little echo. I, I, think, you probably have, I think you probably have a loud uh, speaker for your uh, phone, and your microphone's probably picking it up. Might not be much you can do about it. Is that, does that sound better? Well, it's, let's see. It's when we talk. That's a little bit better. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you know, I, I don't want to hog up the time. I called in yesterday. Um, I can jump on out of here if you guys want to move on yeah, to something we'll shoot else. Shoot the shit, man. Yeah. All no, right, it's cool. cool. <laughs> um. Well, what's the next topic then? What do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, that tranny from yesterday, huh? That guy was awesome. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sorry, that, that girl was awesome. <laughs> um. Did you already get on this? Because I had to jump off for a minute. So did you guys already recap from uh, the the show from yesterday? Uh. No, we did not. <laughs> All right, so that was actually very interesting. <laughs> well, it was. And like I said, she seemed like a good person, uh, and she and then she certainly seemed willing to play along, which is a good thing, you know. Because let's let's be realistic, we could have offended her pretty easy. <laughs> only only if she gets offended easily. But I, I feel like somebody who just jumps in the OG right off the jump street without knowing what they're getting into, and they're they're able to be so open about themselves. I don't think that person is a person that gets offended all that easily, you know? Right, right. right. That's, that's like what I mentioned in the OG. Um, I don't think they're easily offended, but I, I want to go out of my way to try not to offend them because I have a feeling there's people that go out of the way to try to offend them on a regular basis. So, you know, if I can avoid doing it, I'm certainly going to give it an attempt. Yeah, but PJ, that's a choice they made, right? If they're going to flaunt it, whatever, you got to – if you, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to um, – talk about it, this and that, then you got to be prepared to be, I think as I would never insult nobody either, but at the same time, I don't know. It's kind of a, one of one of those gray area subjects, right? She, what, 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 yeah, I'm not sure if it's a he or she, because said, they said that they had tits in a cock, right? So what, what is that? I don't know. I, I, I guess technically they'd be a dude. I mean, if you if you just go by by one hundred percent one hundred percent specific, that's a dude. He, he they still have a you know a dick and balls. But if right. they want me to call them a female, I don't care. It doesn't doesn't hurt me anything. Uh, my right. my attitude has always been: I don't care what people do as long as they don't do it to me. Uh, you know, uh, 
it's if they want you know if someone if some dude wants to have sex with another dude that's fine i don't care if he wants to you know have fake boobs and and look like a girl and have me call her girl that's fine it doesn't hurt me any exactly like you know as long as you're willing to 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 bear the brunt of of whatever anybody's going to say and not feel ashamed about it i don't give a shit what the fuck you do who you fuck as long as it's not a kid and my wife we're cool right exactly you know Totally agree, man. No kids and no animals. And the only problem I have, the only th- problem I have with animals is because they can't consent. If you could one hundred percent prove to me that that donkey wanted it, well, then I wouldn't give a shit about that either. Dude, I think Mister Hand's horse was pretty fucking happier, the horse from Mister Hand. So I don't know about that, Jay. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, if you if you could prove that they were into it, well, then I don't care about that either. You know, it's all about <laughs> consent. Whatever two consenting beings do to each other is none of my business. You know? <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. Hey, Roxanne, <clears throat> just uh, post it, guys. Well, there we go. We were just oh, talking man. about you. Call in, Roxanne. Yeah, call in, Roxanne. All right, so R dot. Oh, no, 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 there we go. You guys ask and you guys shall receive. There we go. And Welcome, nice. Roxanne. Call in. <laughs> What's up, Roxanne? Hey, Roxanne. Not much, What's guys. Up? Sorry about the delay there. I was out and about with the, I have a teacher at home. I have clients. So with a client that was having a conniption and we wanted to smooth their life out because they were panicking. So we gave them some ideas about how to soothe that uh, future pain that isn't happening in the now. So, yeah. So oh, that's that. interesting. So, hi. Can you, uh, can you tell us what you do a little bit? If you don't mind, we don't want to get too uh, personal. Oh, hell no. no. No, shit. You can dissect me, flay me. I don't care. Oh, so, shit. Um, I, I, I teach, uh, well, it's, it's just, it's just the idea that, I th- I, if you look at humanity as a perspective, the more honest you are about it, then the less people have an idea to object about you. Um, and then you don't have to be victim to that, uh, that, that uh, criticism because you are who you are. And once you know who you are, then it doesn't matter what people think of you. And then you can live your life authentically instead of behind masks. So I teach online, um, you know, life coaches overused. I mean, God, I was in the 80s. For God's sakes, how many life coaches do we need on this planet? It's kind of like self-help books. You go in there and you get lost in the sea of diarrhea. But anyways, um, I teach uh, perspectives of top belief systems according to your culture to say how to recognize them within you and how they have uh, the ability to change your perspective about reality. You guys were just talking about two consenting ideas having sex i would think was something uh, i just caught a little bit of it as long as the two are consensual the perspective you have about that is your own and if you can understand that there is a perspective that is existing that means the eye of the beholder that is enacting in that is a truth and maybe you can see that that person doing whatever they're doing is allowable in creation itself instead of defined by the current regime of whatever religious or whatever government you live in. And maybe you don't have to hold yourself accountable to an external standard and maybe go inside and say, fuck it, I'm, I'm worth my own choices. So I allow people to see reality in a different way. And I teach that. Oh, a question for you, Roxanne. What did, if, you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, when did you transition over? No. Was this years ago? Was this recent or what? Uh, t- it's been 10 years. 10 years. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I was cool. a train when I first started. Not, not that I'm, you know, uh, Foxy Mama right now, but if you want to go look, go to um, Odyssey, Odyssey, um, let me just, uh, Facebook, but let me just do this so you can really 
let me put it in the chat real quick if you want to get a grasp of what I look right now. Um, how do you spell that? O-D-Y. I'm trying to spell my... No, I, I was just curious more than anything. Yeah, yeah. So. No, it's... it's uh, yeah, I, ten years ago, I was I was in the car business. I was eighteen years in the car business, uh, and absolutely created an outstanding life of abundance and lots of women and lots of houses and all that thing. You know, uh, making buck fifty, buck sixty a year for you know twenty years, uh, not twenty years. We had down years, so fifteen years making that kind of. Um, uh, making that kind of cabbage. So, you know, uh, and then 2008 hit, I lost, uh, you know, two houses and one investment house, co-created or co-invested house, and then try to work my way back and said, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to let whatever this thing is inside of me out and explore that. And I fell in love with me and became Roxanne. So if you go to YouTube and type in Odyssey of Ascension, you'll see a me there with long gray hair with a big triangle behind me and that's what it looks like but when i first started out it was you know it was an experience because i'm greek and i had hair uh you know half greek half akron ohio whatever the hell that is um <laughs> and started a journey and then growing my hair long and taking hormones and taking care of me and made me number one and uh, living a life of an exceptional uh revelation of happiness built into your own existence instead of chasing happiness through the deployment of goals. Oh, excellent. So, if you don't mind me asking, what, what's your, your, your hormone regime look like? Are we talking uh, certain doses of progesterone, certain doses of estrogen? How's that, how's that look? Well, it started out about five years ago and we started the oral progesterone, uh, not progesterone, estradiol, estrogen first in the form of estradiol and then we moved to injections. And over the years, my hormone levels have stabled pretty much without hormones anymore. So I'm running about uh, 200, oh, five, two, uh, best is like 150 to 200, but I'm a little bit over. So we backed off of it after five years. And I also take Luprom, which is a testosterone depressant. Mm -hmm. um, it keeps it down, although it still works, Mr. Hoo-ha. Um, still works, but you know, uh, I'm a catcher, if you would. So <laughs> not much in the pitching. Um, so, uh, and also uh, spironolactin, which reduces the hair. But at this point in the years I've doing it, and I, I, I would suppose it has to do, do with my internal way I represent myself. I don't need a quarter or um, 30, uh, three quarters of what I used to take. I'm on a very, very low. Uh, I don't even do injections anymore. I do patches. They have a patch now. You stick on your butt and you keep it on there for a couple of days and you're good for like, I suppose, three weeks until my next... Uh, well, I couldn't go in this time. I can't go in. I have to do it by teleconference because of, you know, what's current in the world and not seeing the doctor face-to-face. <clears throat> -face, but they have my blood test, so we'll see what happens with that next one. Right. So, so, Roxanne, I'm a Canadian, right? So, my question is... Uh, Hello, Canadian. I'm assuming How's it going up there? Yeah. All, all good, man. All, I'm all good. Good. Roxanne. Um, I'm assuming you're not a Trump supporter, or are you, or what? Oh no, uh, ooh, man, boy, that's that's a tough one. I think uh, I think in within each individual portion of parties that you would consider the opposing political regime is good. There's mm. things in there that work. 
I was raised as a Republican. And when you're in the car business and we're in the, in, in the car business, if you have a good tongue and speak well and you can present yourself with confidence, we're uneducated uh, salesmen or we used to have a term for us, un, uneducated MF doing open wallet surgery. So um, and in that regime, we kept we kept we were like, fuck them. I'm going to take their money if you know and 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 do that and live that life because you were about living i was taught keep 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 for me and if you can't manage you know see it so then i started seeing a different portion of relation when i brought out a portion of myself that i fell in love with and then i understood the other side about uh, there are some things i think that are built in as a human collective and in the, the light that's being offered by what's going on in the current world, seeing the systems being uh, flexed at the point of collapse, we would understand that maybe uh, profit uh, health for, or you know, medical, medical care for health, for profit rather, gosh, I can't say that, is um, maybe not the best way. You know, maybe that's not the best way. We have great freaking doctors and great freaking health care because we pay our people. I've never seen so many Indian doctors in the United States as opposed to what they are in India because we, we have the money and it's all about the Benjamins. The society is based on a punishment reward effort system, so therefore I understand that. But I also understand uh, that Joe Blow was raised in a, in a household and his perspective is not worthy and then he's only capable of being working within the field of that worthiness taught in his individual culture and that means he's only going to be worth $12 an hour, $15 an hour because that's what his mind says. But maybe he could be assets in something that would be more profitable or more pay that would help him become, become an embracer of himself, of himself instead, of instead of the idea that someone's that echoing. Someone's echoing. Okay, oh, Ralph, that yeah, again. Okay. We got to We got to We got to all right i'm gonna i'm gonna take off guys i'll let you continue this conversation because it's going well i'm gonna take off i'm gonna go as well guys have a great weekend all right so guys i'm taking off as well you guys have a great weekend you guys have a great weekend and the show is doing great so great have a great weekend guys have a good one Greg. yeah all right so ciao just to finish up with that, mm -hmm. I think both, if, if we can unify instead of divide, which division seems to be commonplace, and uh, if, if you can take down the walls, the countries, the flags, and look at the human behind it, that might sound touchy-feely to a lot of people because we're raised in a particular way to survive, and I get that, but I also understand that we're mature enough as a human instead of acting like stuck pigs because I can't get what I want, and maybe the maturity of a human can see that the reality is not going to lose what it has gained. It's only going to expand in different horizons instead of the same old song and dance. So I think in one aspect, I think healthcare would be great for everyone, equality. But then we lose the passion for healthcare as doctors becoming the best. And and I heard the, the you know, like Canada, you know, we can't handle that up there. We got to send you to the United States. You know, and that's a little tough. And I see the people around the world that can't get this kind of care and they're dying. They're dying because they don't have money. And 
for me as a as a human with compassion built in as a as, as part of the algorithm of of the experience of humanity it seems compassion not sympathy that's 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 a victimization compassion is built in for someone's journey and you have the ability to change that journey with the idea of a collective unity kind of like GoFundMe, but the collective that works in Denmark, that works in Germany, that works in Sweden and The Hague and things like that. This works, and I, I suppose Canada, I have never really talked to them about their medical system up there. I think that we can employ that in different parts. So the Trump supporter, uh, parts of it, yes. Parts of, uh, you know, Hillary I wasn't a big fan of, but Hillary was the same song and dance. Trump offered change. He gave us change. Now we can look at that change and make the change within ourselves and maybe we can keep growing as a civilization. Because one thing history teaches us, if the empire is not having the ability to change, it will collapse. And it doesn't collapse because of an outside force. It collapsed from within the structure because the structure in and itself, in order to maintain its, uh, its attraction, must change. Because okay. humans mm -hmm. love change no matter what. Anyways. Yeah, excellent. Mm -hmm. Wow. My thoughts well, on that, Boom. Wow, that's a heck of an answer, man. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We're going to uh, go ahead and uh, uh, move on. I really appreciate you calling again, Roxanne. You are one of my favorite callers now. Yeah. Uh, call in any time. Awesome, Blossom. And again, I thought I was going to come earlier, but I had something to do. That's all right. So, we'll be here tomorrow. Uh, we might be we here every day. Usually? It's normally about an hour. Like an hour? Yeah, we're an hour. Oh, we might okay. be doing a later show. We're either going to be on at six o'clock tomorrow night or ten o'clock. We we haven't figured it out yet. So check both times. Oh, ten. Okay. Well, I got it. I got All it right. as a, a notification. So again, uh, thank you guys for what you do because everyone has a voice, and I think that voice offers change. So don't be afraid of yourselves and changing. All right, All guys. Right. I love you. All right. You have a great one. Thanks, Roxanne. All right. Bye bye. You too. All right, we got one more caller, and then we're probably going to get out of here. Let's go ahead and welcome Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. Go, go ahead, caller. We are connected with Scott. Give us your scottiness, Scott. Come on, Scott. One, two, three, go. Yeah. OG name, Scott. It's Scott. Scott, Scott, Scott. We want the Scott. Show us the Scott. We Hands off your no cock. Scott. Unmute the phone. Okay, well, okay, I, maybe we don't have a last caller. Oh, wait, yes, we do. Scott, uh, okay, Scott, we're going to let you go. I'm see, I saw someone try to call in. Come on, call back. Call back. I saw you try. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> All right, well, that's probably going to do it for tonight. Um, I appreciate everyone calling in, as always. Uh, appreciate our special guest, Roxanne. I appreciate Tenor of the Year for calling in. I appreciate The Graduate. Uh, am I missing anybody? Yeah. You don't appreciate me, you son of a bitch? Not even a little bit, you asshole. <laughs> you can go to hell. All right. Well, we'll go to hell together. All right. Now, tomorrow, there, we never really decided. We might be doing the show at the normal time at 6 o'clock. A lot of people are asking us to do a late-night show at 10 o'clock instead. So, um, Fuck it. We'll I, do it live. Both of them. Go. <laughs> we might, we might wrap it. So check around. So uh, so check. Yeah, we're we're we are definitely doing a show tomorrow. It might be six o'clock. It might be ten o'clock. It might be both o'clock. Probably not though. Well, probably just one of them. But we'll see. Uh, but until then, I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say bye, Ryan. I don't even get. I hate you all. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. You have a great night. Bye bye. Boom. <laughs>